I'm going to encourage some walking meditation. Why do we do walking meditation? Just to give the legs, the knees a break from sitting. That's not a bad idea. Freshen up a little bit, that's quite a good idea. But it's not sad. In, in monasteries, people spend sometimes spend many hours doing walking and meditation. It builds up a certain stamina, a certain resolve, a certain say that the samadhi that arises from walking is, is resilient because you're constantly walking within the sense fields of sight, sound, and so forth. Strengthens your resolve to stay within bodily experience rather than moving out. This principle of <coughs> central strength, restraining, uh, is supportive for mindfulness because the restraining, mindfulness, and central strength work together. It's actually holding mind within particular. Boundary of attention, which you have restraint in going out, and that's something you just can't switch on to keep gently sustaining and doing it. And one of the um, ways in which this process of sustaining it is supported is through movement. The mind doesn't get rigid, it gets rigid, it gets stale. If it stays, it loses energy. If it loses energy, it drifts off. So you don't want to reach it kind of attention because of that. At the same time, you know, with a certain sense of uh, appropriate attention, with a sense of ekagata, one pointedness. Which doesn't refer to a particular physical place, it means you have one intention in mind, one aim in mind. Your aim is to be walking, feeling walking, exploring walking. You're one pointing on that theme. Walking also brings balance into the bodily deportment, into our way. Of experiencing our body. And uh, my senses, because of the uh, sense doors up in the head, and the priority that thinking and vision seeing plays in our lives, bodily experience is highly unbalanced towards the head. So, energy comes up into the head. And certainly you can't walk with your head. Heads uh, don't walk. But you can think you are, because you can be thinking about walking or looking around while you're walking. Because so if we think we're walking, we in fact the body is walking. We're not walking in it, we're walking on top of it. 
simply living up here in the head and kind of watching the body underneath you walking around. Steady way like the driver of a chariot or the driver of a car sitting in one place and just steering it. Seems to be what we might imagine walking meditation to be up here. Okay, get going. But that's kind of, uh, and for normal life, that would probably be the model that we'd be operating on because we're looking around, where we want to go, what street, what's that car doing, and so forth. So we're very much navigating um, bodies of vehicle through a landscape or through a cityscape. <clears throat> Are we going somewhere? Are we going to the coffee shop or the store or work or home? Are we going somewhere? Not all of that disappears when you do walking meditation, not going anywhere. You don't have to navigate, and you just often in a very simple plain area, open space, floor. Nowhere to go. No. Because then cars come past you. What do you look at? So it's signs to read, something to read. So head is kind of redundant, really, for that process. And this is great. This is one of the areas of walking meditation to relax your head. Um, you get a more balanced experience of your body as a complete integrated unit rather than two pieces, the head on top of the body. Or three pieces, you know, head on top of the body, with some feet under it, and you're kind of feeling the sensations in your feet. But feet don't walk. You can't walk with your feet, they're part of it. But feet don't play that much of a role in walking. It's mostly, mostly it's the whole body walk. And probably the most significant single part of that is going to be the hips, which operate the lift the legs, move them forward. And from there, the balance is sustained. Because, of course, with walking, you're moving onto one foot at a time. But it needs to be quite balanced, otherwise, you're going to fall over. Of course, we don't because the body knows what it's doing. Yeah. And so the hips, the pelvis, this region, you know, the body swings a little and make sure the weight of the body is coming down over one leg, the leg that's on the floor, and lifts off the other leg. Yeah. The body does this. Feet can't do that. So it's really more in the center of the body, which negotiates, okay, it's swinging to the left or the right, the left foot's coming down onto the floor, so now my weight comes over the left leg. This probably would mean that you know, your um, right hip turns, so your weight's coming onto your left leg. That allows the right leg to lift, and as your hip turns and pelvis turns, it sends the right leg forward. And the right leg lifts, comes forward, 
comes down to the ground. This is where the foot, of course, becomes sensitive to the ground, touches the ground, feeling pressure. Yeah, that feels okay, that feels solid. The weight comes over onto the line peg. So for that, leading onto the line peg, left leg loops. So this is fluid play between the legs, alternately taking on weight. And it has to be coordinated through the movement of the pelvis when it turns. So the weight is taking one side to the other. This may sound rather complicated, but it's actually, that's what the body does. <clears throat> if you relax, of course. Now, if you're running or marching, there's a certain restriction. Marching along, there's a tension grip in your body. And maybe some of that flow is lost. We thrust ourselves forward. But here we're not marching, we're walking. Imagine you're walking on a beach, for example, taking a holiday, a vacation, struggling along. So then, what do you focus on? You focus on movement, this quality of moving, how the movement of the body coordinates everything. The sense of the flow, change of pressure as the body moves, the moving of the body, weight this side, that side, this side. You notice it's rhythmic. Walking is rhythmic. The rhythmic movement is calming for the mind. It's like rocking a baby, rocking in a hammock, rocking in a rocking chair. <laughs> a rhythmic rocking movement has a calming effect. So this calming effect occurs as we walk in this particular way with the whole body. Calming effect means the mind's agitation, frenzy, begins to relax. Because you're walking, however, the mind doesn't get dull and sleepy because the movement keeps it awake. It's a gentle wakefulness. Because it's not going anywhere, the mind isn't driven. Because there's nothing to think about, the mind can be sensitive and receptive. So this is one. And so the mind gets into a very nice balanced state through walking meditation. Ideally. <laughs> now, as I've suggested, as we go through this process of meditating, you get a detox effect, which means all these memories and thoughts can come welling up, you know, moods and so on. And the idea of walking is you just let it steam it off. Then it's stuff just don't get lost in it. It's if you're just steaming off these uh, moods and feelings and just let it ventilate it. 
would return to the inner quality of the movement, steady, calm, easy movement, no pressure, and releasing hindrances and qualities that you don't need. It does take a little bit of uh, practice, I suggest, to get walking, right? Because, because of this tendency to walk with the head, and by the head moves forward, things over, or we're looking at things, or we're tightening our eyes up, or very often this attitude of trying to get it right. We're trying to get it right when we're walking. So this again puts a lot of energy up into the head and we start trying to figure out how to do walking. And that makes it quite unpleasant. <coughs> because you can't figure out how to do walking really. You don't need to, the body knows how to do it. So you just keep releasing that anxiety, tension, dullness, staleness, uh, and this is the aim of walking meditation. It clears unskillful states and attitudes. And if unskillful states and attitudes are cleared, what's left? Bright, open, warm, comfortable, mind rests in that. And this is how you cultivate samadhi in walking meditation. So let's take uh, time to do that. And if you just do once again, I'll just uh, I'll show you a model it because even when I say it, it still sounds that you don't necessarily, you know, doesn't exactly come home, so I'll, I'll show you how I'm doing it. So, coming standing, make sure you are both my feet on the ground, nicely balanced, soften the knees. Quite right and upright. And uh, we're going to get first of all that long axis. Walk then as if you have a, three cushions on top of your head. <laughs> Not dinner plates because that would be too tense. Just three cushions on top of your head. You don't let them slip off. Walk like that. And walk as if you're walking through a lake of warm water. So you've got to keep awareness of your whole body as you walk. See if I drop any cushions. <laughs> we get more confident when we're able to a few larger strides. the end of my path, pause momentarily, learning. So what I'm not doing is looking at the end of the path, or looking at what anybody else is doing. My attention is gathered in, inwardly into this fluid process. And if I start thinking about something other, I'll notice I'll probably drop a cushion off my head. 
together behind you or in front of you, get a greater sense of composure, but do avoid getting tense. Okay, so if you'd like to find a place where you can get a good 20 or 30 paces, it'll take some time to do walking until the bell sounds 